It constantly confuses me when people ask me, why do you even want to make your life better? You're listening to The Strength's Journey, an interview and conversation series between myself and Romeo, the creator of the Harlequin Method, which facilitates the Harlequin Experience program for self-mastery and personal transformation, and Andres Lombard, the executive coach and facilitator for the Strengths Institute in South Africa, specializing in the strengths-based approach and positive psychology. This series drills into your strengths, your beliefs, and what makes transformation possible, and gives you the alternatives that you need to go beyond the outdated, boring, traditional way of thinking and doing, so that you can make your life work for you, and to inspire meaningful conversations which make an impact. These conversations shake the tree on conformity, and encourage a new way to look at who you are and what you are made of. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall and listen to our conversation as myself and Andres explore various thought-provoking perspectives of how our minds make sense of the world that we live in. See if you can orientate yourself as we let you in on our private conversations. In this episode, myself and Andres drill into the differences between talent themes and beliefs. Well, it's not necessarily a challenge from the point of making it wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even making each way right. Correct. Because very simply, from my point of view, there's right in, if I could say, everything, and there's wrong in pretty much everything. Each place has a validity within itself. Each perspective. For me, my tendency is, I want to drill right down to the core. Mm. I want to get down to the, the actual root, the complete essence of it. So my drive behind that is going, okay, what's even deeper behind that? In other words, it's, just, it's the stuff we spoke about before, the, the idea of the, the seed. And then once that seed kind of germinates, first it digs a root. And then after the root comes out, then the first, you know, the leaves come out and then you get the true leaves as the plant starts to grow. And what you see on the top and what you see on it or what you don't see underneath, the root system underneath the tree is the thing that supports the tree. So whether it's an apple tree or an acorn tree, if you could look at the idea, the way I perceive it, the roots of the, of the beliefs mm-hmm. and the tree is the manifestation of that. So the stronger the, the tree, the stronger the belief, the, the different kind of weather it will hold up, the different kind of fruit it produces. I want to drill down into the belief because once you get that sorted out if you change if you fertilize the soil and you have fertile soil you have a fertile tree the tree will grow stronger now if human beings are trees we'll look at it from that point of view or your mind is your garden how fertile is that soil and what seeds do you throw into that what are you growing are you growing an orchard are you growing something that will nurture you are you growing food or are you growing weeds are you growing um, something that will nourish and nurture you. Mm. For example, also connected to that money idea. Are you growing something that is either going to make you rich or make you wealthy? Or essentially, are you running on, a, on an idea of scarcity or on an idea of poverty? Mm. Do we keep ourselves necessarily poor? Mm. Regardless of the, the car you drive or the place you live, mm. if you are living month to month to month, and at the end of each month, you're essentially empty. It's still a, a particular space of poverty. You're close to that line. Mm. There is no security. There is no a sense of safety. So for me, if I drill into the, 
core of it, if I drill into the root of it, and just looking at a plant, if I can get right down to the bottom and find that there might be a bacteria on the root which is killing the root or whatever that is, if I drill into that and we get that working, over time the tree will recover and it will become a massive tree. <laughs> so for me, I want to drill into the belief. I want to drill behind that, what's behind even further than that. Mm. That's what essentially makes my process a little more awkward. Um, it's not as definable, it's not as um, structured yeah. as the strength. The strength is a great language. It's, it's nice for the intellection and the I intellect agree. to chew on. It's a good language mm. and um, it's a nice framework. Mm. However, that framework for me, my simple question is, how does that, how does that change? Mm. Um, so let me ask you a question. What's the difference between it's a talent theme and a belief? Not, not the talent theme, just as you have the, ta have the talent theme of belief and you have the talent theme of yeah, responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility and belief in, as a concept are different Correct. to the talent theme. So what's the difference between a talent theme and a belief? Mm. Cool. So I'm going to start a bit down the line to, to go back to it. And, and I want to start with a statement that they highly influence each other in what you get mm -hmm. in how you think feel behave etc so you can never function from a mindset of talents only or beliefs only because talents are highly highly influenced by beliefs and i believe your beliefs <laughs> no pun intended are highly influenced by your talents now if we look at, at talents, the formal definition of a talent is that it is a recurring pattern of thinking, feeling, and behaving that can be productively applied. Okay. All right. That is the definition used by Gallup, and we say build the strength finder tool on. So it's recurring by nature for life. Mm -hmm. It's a recurring pattern. It's not a contextual pattern. It's not a chosen pattern for a specific challenge or decision, which we all can do. We can, with skill and awareness, we can move into other patterns. Mm -hmm. But this one is recurring all the time. And then it touches on, on three areas of your being. It touches on your thinking your feeling or emotion and your actions, what you do, mm -hmm. how, you, how you behave. So in a way, certain talents more than others can be observed by watching someone's actions and what they do. Mm -hmm. And if I see a recurring pattern in how they function physically, I can kind of presuppose some talents at play. Mm -hmm. Other talents are less observable, more under the surface, mm -hmm. but you get some that plays out extremely strong in, in, in the thinking arena. So it influences your thinking to a, to a strong degree. Um, wh where do I start my thinking process, my, my analyzing of anything, my, my thoughts of 
excitement or fear or decisions, etc. Where does it start? What sustains it? Tied to specific wiring of talents that you have. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, some that highly functions out of a sensitive, sensitive, so it's sensing, it's intuitive, um, also often under the surface, mm -hmm. and it drives call it relational talents and it drives emotions. So it's a very strong energy that comes in that area. Mm -hmm. Now there's, within any individual, there's no rule or research that shows that people are wired within a specific combination of thinking, feeling or behaving talents. Mm -hmm. So, talents from this perspective works in four domains. It works in executing, influencing, relational and thinking domains. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's no proof out of 40 years plus of research and millions of studies of the matrices that will tell, well, uh, all people have a certain degree of, of uh, approach from thinking plus emotion plus that. You can be extremely strong in one of the four. Mm -hmm. You can be extremely strong in two or three or all four. Sure. You can also be extremely resistant to one of them or two of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And although there are patterns that we see more generalized within talents, for instance, it is generally a pattern that people who are very high in thinking talents mm -hmm. are lower to resistant in relational or sensitive talents. Yeah, sure. Reiterate the question, because that all sounds to me like belief. Mm -hmm. It's a way I believe. Mm -hmm. So what's a talent theme? What's the difference between a belief and a talent theme? I know the context behind that, you're giving context of how these talent themes came into play and yeah. how they, they influence us. Yeah. But for an example, if I hear, you know, my thinking, my feeling, my behaving. It's belief driven. There's a belief in there. Correct. Not necessarily belief driven, but there's a belief in there that I believe I need to behave in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And my belief influence, influences my thinking. Mm -hmm. And these things work, you know, if you go, let's say, under the water. My thinking affects my emotions, my mm -hmm. feeling. My feeling affects my thinking. Mm. If I don't feel well, I won't think clearly. Mm -hmm. If I feel crap, then I won't uh, necessarily think clear. Or if I'm in an emotional state, what we spoke about before, when my emotions go up, my IQ goes down. So now suddenly in, in an argument, I lose my rationality. I lose my ability to stay rational and think it through, as mm. opposed to being, you know, the difference between do you want to be right or do you want to win? Mm. And it's just a perspective. Again, there's, there's truth in everything. So from a belief point of view, for an example, you're talking about the difference in your thinking, feeling and behaving. From our point of view, your behavior is a result of your thinking and your feeling. It's a result of your belief. Mm -hmm. But you are not your behavior. You are not your behavior. You behave in a particular manner mm -hmm. and you'll behave out of the way you either think, how you feel. Mm -hmm. And let's call that belief. So the way I believe about a certain thing 
And for an example, if I believe a relationship should be handled in a particular way, I will behave from that point. Sure. As opposed to looking at my thinking and feeling and behaving as two separate or three separate things. My thinking has a massive influence on my behavior. Mm-hmm. The way I feel has a massive influence on my behavior. Behaviors are simply a result mm-hmm. from our point of view, from the way I see it. The distinction when I hear someone going, well, if I'm looking at your thinking and your be- uh, feeling and your behaving, I hear somewhere in there, I have an excuse to behave however I want. Mm. <laughs> and the moment that you have an excuse to behave however you want, you get into that realm of what people call justification. Sure. And I can justify why I behave in a particular way. And let me give you an example. I can behave in any particular way I want because... I'm high in command. Mm. My command is number one, and Mm. I had now suddenly have the license to run around and and boss everyone around Mm. or um, basically push my paradigm of the world into anyone and have everyone push back at me because that's just, and it's just the way I behave. So it's not really me, it's my behavior. When I hear that sort of thing, that for me is where, in my mind, you move further and further away from transformation. Exactly. I agree. It very much comes up to this idea, we, we spoke about it yesterday or in another series, where you know people don't go to therapists to get healed. They don't want to solve their problem. Mm. Mm. The number one thing, and I know that therapists get a bad rap, and it's not really true. Um, they do very good work. But for the most part, the, the common idea, you know, you, walk, you go into a therapist room and what's the first question you get asked? It's like, well, how do you feel about that? Uh-huh. Or even as you asked yesterday is, you know, what's wrong with you or what's right with you? Most people don't go to therapy to get the problem solved. They generally go to therapy so that someone can say, you're actually validated to have that problem. Yes. You know, in, in many ways, the, the subtle communication of, if I was in your position, yes. I would either think the same way, I'd feel the same way, or I would behave the same way. Yes. There's often times where I feel the resistance where people engage with my work because if we take those excuses away, mm. We take away those justifications. I'm not coming out of any idea. These are based on actual results. Yeah. Over 7,000, actually more, so 8,000 results. Yeah. And result upon result upon result. Taking away out of the, the thinking, feeling, and behaving. Taking the behavior out of it and ask the question again, okay, what is your behavior based on? Mm-hmm. Out of the belief. Mm-hmm. I can take the idea away that you are not your behavior. Mm-hmm. For example, let's drill into something specific. Let's talk about depression. Someone arrives at my door, they say I'm depressed. Well, why do you say you're depressed? Well, this is how I feel. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel that anything that I do is going to result in anything. And I just feel meh. Mm. And let's take away all the biological uh, influences, mm. you know, things like your serotonin levels, your nutrition levels. Let's imagine that you're dealing with someone who's essentially healthy. And we can look at it even from a point of view, let's say someone had just lost their job. Mm. So now they feel that their security is under threat. Mm. Their survival, in essence, is under threat. So they're just naturally feeling down. Mm-hmm. It's a mental strategy part. It's a way of approaching the world. Mm. So their behavior and this is only from my point of view, and this is the part that we want to, I want to press into with you. Sure. From that point of view, looking at the root, mm. go to the root of that tree, a belief ultimately results in a particular kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a two-way street. It's a mm -hmm. bi-directional feedback mechanism. Mm. You know, the same way if I think better thoughts, my brain operates better. Correct. If my brain operates better, I think better thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's the same as nutrition. I put good nutrition into my body, my body operates better. Mm. You know, when I operate better, I want to eat better nutrition. Mm. So these things, they, they all influence each other. And as you're talking about, you know, even in influencer themes where, you know, the one influences the next and you've got to look at it as a big matrix. If I look at belief and we go right down into the core of what belief is, yeah. what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about your results? If I'm distracted by your thinking or your feeling, and especially even your behavior, yeah. your behaving, in my world, I miss a bigger part because I'm not after that. What I'm after is a result. Yeah. And a result is a well-functioning human being where, wherever you are. Yeah. So let's just say you've lost your... Uh, and this to talk about a belief. You've lost your job. Suddenly I believe, or I start thinking, that my security is under threat. I start feeling like I'm a failure. Mm. So what I start doing is I start behaving in a particular way. Correct. Now let's work with the belief, and this is where I look at it. If I can get behind that and I can say, hang on a second. Let's change the belief that you think that you're a, I'm a failure. I'm inadequate. I'm not good enough. Or I'm just not enough. Let's take that belief and turn it around and say, you're actually awesome, yeah. or you're amazing, or you're powerful. Yeah. And if you have that belief going, I can actually create anything that I want. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a degree of what are my resources? What can I get with what I have? Because yeah. that's another belief. What can I get with what I have? I have a hundred bucks in my pocket. I can't start a new company. Yeah. If I turn the belief around and say, hang on a second. If you can suspend that for a moment mm. and believe that you can create anything, so now you set your mind free. When we start with the, this idea of going, well, what is it that I want? I want a healthy family. Or if I've just lost my job, how do I get another job? Mm. I can easily get a new one. Where if I boost the belief that I'm actually valuable mm. as opposed to valueless, it's something we spoke about uh, off air was our identity sure. so if I have a new identity saying that I can essentially achieve anything yeah start with the result that I'm that, that I desire I want the result to be either rich or wealthy or have a great family or yeah, get, yeah. or even just get a relationship I might just be single at the moment and think you know how do I get a, a girlfriend how do I get a boyfriend how do I get right at the bottom at the base of it turn the belief around and say you can do anything you want mm. In many ways, we're fast-tracking the idea because some people don't believe that. Or even it might happen in their head. Their thinking says, oh, I can. But their belief says, I Correct. can't. If we can get into the belief. I agree. And then have that impact and influence up. Yes. So my question behind the whole thing and, and working between either the Harlequin experience and then looking at strengths. Yes. First off, how they, I mean, they, they definitely handshake. In fact, I don't even think they handshake. They hug each other and they... They dance very well together. Correct. Now, what kind of dance do they have Absolutely. going in, in behind that? How does that affect it? Because yeah. when I hear these things, for me, my natural talent would be, I hear that. Mm. However. 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 So what? It's, it's a, it's, it is a so what question. And yes. not only a so what question from the point of going, so what? Yes. I'm going, okay. If, if someone hangs on to that, yes. they suddenly provide their own justification and reason to keep behaving that way Correct. and never set themselves free yeah. and never move to another level. 
Correct. So, um, <laughs> awesome. Let me let me explain it in this way to give my perspective on it. So, for some years now, we've been partnering these two approaches with great effect. There are many people out there that got into both of our approaches, either through direct direction given from me to you or from you to me or whatever, and they get a tremendous result. So yes, it's a dance. When we talk about belief though, and I agree fully with you with what belief is, that is why I essentially refer people to Holoquin to address belief. Mm -hmm. Because talents do not do that. I can do that. But it's not my field of expertise and I, I don't have a designed process around it like you do. So you, you, it's your sweet spot, your fair way that you play. But it's essential that beliefs are addressed. And I find that the process that I follow with talent management and strength coaching reaches a point where I, I walk into a wall with someone mm -hmm. if they do not go deeper. Because definitely I see the, the experience and the breakthrough that you facilitate as much deeper than the process that I start. But then where, where I, if I can put it this way, benefit from it, once they went deeper and they come back, I can then maximize and excel them to a total new world by, by tapping into what happened with their beliefs being addressed. So let me use a metaphor to, to, to kind of explain how I see the differences between the two, but the fully alignment and that one cannot exist without the other. And if they do, if you approach them separately, there'll be a, a huge waste. So we have a saying in the strengths movement, a well-managed talent becomes a strength. A mismanaged talent becomes a detriment. Mm -hmm. To manage a talent well or to mismanage it has got a lot to do with many things, but one of the essential things is beliefs. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for our next episode.